When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The Opinion Line on Cork's 96FM. There was a huge crowd outside or opposite chambers last night up on the steps of the courthouse. A huge, colourful, vibrant, fun crowd demonstrating and protesting against the, the, the changing of chambers, the rebranding of chambers to sinners for what we're told is just a week We've been told it is just for the week. We've been promised a statement explaining more than that, but we're still waiting. We're looking at you, the Reardon's group. We're still waiting for the detailed statement or the more explanatory statement that we were promised two days ago. The only thing we know is it will be temporary. But there was a big crowd last night, and a topic that came, or a term that was mentioned earlier in the week, which I hadn't heard in a while, is the term... The Pink Pound. Ed, morning to you. How are you, PJ? Yeah, so the, the, the Pink Pound now, first of all, I have to say I'm, I'm, I'm of a certain vintage, but I remember the, the guy of the phrase Pink Pound mm. uh, many, many years ago. I remember uh, it, it in the nightclub trade, and the reason, the reason it came up in the nightclub trade when I was working across the city was the Pink Pound was if you see a bunch of gay people in, play what they want, give them the music they want. A, it's great music, and B, they spend money. Yes, that exactly. was my direct instructions from how many nightclub managers. If you if you see if you see a crowd in that you know are gay, you know, play their music, they'll spend money. That's where yeah, it came from. And there was yeah, there was a perception that you know uh, that gay people would be out socialising several nights of the week, and you know, I suppose at a certain time there was an element of truth to that because a lot of gay people would uh, you know many years ago would have been rejected by their families, so they would have had a chosen family. We'll say. And a lot of the social outlets kind of became their, their their crutch to deal with a lot of things emotionally. So it kind of ended up kind of um, being a twofold thing. So there's an element of, of truth within that there was a, a social element there. But the other side of it is, is that business is a, businesses very quickly found out how to take advantage of that. And so you ended up with um, with kind of uh, things like that that would happen where they, you'd go in and suddenly they, the, all the music would change to uh, game music or, you know, there would be venues that would... Um, you know, uh, kind of offer gay nights and stuff like that. But it, it was a relationship of convenience. Um, they weren't kind of a full-time uh, gay spaces. They were they were they were they were places that that were uh, gay for a night for convenience. And my concern with um, the whole chambers debacle is that uh, it kind of fosters that uh, sense of a relationship. That it was a relationship of of convenience. Um, and now that it's it's more convenient than for them to shift their business model to let's say focus on students, they're going to have what, you know, almost like that Ross and Rachel kind of break. Mm-hmm. It's not me, it's, it's you. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you can always, you know, you can always come back in like a, in, in like a week or so. But um, what it does then is it, is it pulls the rug out from under an awful lot of people who rely on 
chambers as a, as a safe space. And I know that it's a, a private business and everything else, but you have to also acknowledge the fact that chambers kind of set itself up as a community space. You know, it, it actively competed for that space and contributed in, in, in some way to doing other um, venues out of business and pushing other gay-owned businesses out of business um, so that it, it, it owned a monopoly on, on the community, you know? Yeah. So if you're going to put yourself in that position, whether it's for uh, for altruistic or financial reasons, you also have a degree of responsibility with that. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you you can't pick and choose when you um, have a relationship with a particular community, whether that's um, the gay community, whether it's women, whether it's the disabled community. It's not about money. It's about allyship, you know? Mm. And at a time when there's a lot of nastiness out there towards the LGBTQ plus community and in particular from people who wear green jumpers and stand outside libraries. Yes, I mean, I can tell you that I I, I engage with a couple of people. I, I went to the protest uh, about two weeks ago and it was very interesting. You know, we've seen those videos where the people in the green jumpers, they go in and they're calling librarians pedophiles and groomers and all this kind of stuff. And it was very interesting to, first of all, see a group of very nasty people shouting pedo scum F off home down at people, down at a group of people who are there to try and keep a library open. You know, um, I've never I never thought I would see that in the streets of Cork City in my entire life. Mm-hmm. You know, this is actually worse than 20 years ago when I when I first came out. Mm-hmm. First of all, on, on, on a number of fronts, we had uh, maybe four or five different full time um, gay venues at the time. You had the other place, you had That's Taboo, right. you had Loafers, right. you had Instinct. And these were all operating in conjunction with each other. And aside from that, you also had nights of the week. You could, you could go out maybe six, seven nights of the week to a gay venue or a nightclub and actually find yourself feeling at home and feeling welcome. Um, I remember when I was young, um, you know, it got to a stage where, where uh, you know, it was it was almost welcome for gay people to be in businesses, welcome for them to be on the streets, to be affectionate. We didn't have that fishbowl society for a brief period of time. Mm-hmm. Um, now you have a, have a situation where um, gay people, they, they, they can't be affectionate in public because you're going to have a fear of those green number, jumper people. And, you know, as, as a side point to that, you know, I spoke to a gay couple at the at the library um, protest two weeks ago who had been pursued by um, those anti-LGBT people and, and you know, assaulted just uh, hundreds of meters from their own home. You know, this is the kind of behavior that we're dealing with and they feel emboldened. That, that when you have chambers then t- deciding to effectively turn their back on the community, it doesn't matter whether it's for a week, two weeks or forever, you're, you're, you're basically kind of... Um, you're, handing you're, hot- a w- you're handing a win to a certain group of people. Yes, yes, yes. And that, we're, we're in a situation like... Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm 41 years of age, PJ, and uh, you know, a lot of my 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 young life would have been in in a precarious position because we had a lot more, um, we had a lot more hostility then. But we're kind of reverting back to open hostility towards gay people again. Yeah, you know, and, 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 I'm and, and, very and, and I spot that. I have spotted that because it's getting very angry of late. Good contribution, and thank you for making it. That's Ed Fitz. Corks ninety six FM.